Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Including bread on trees. What? Including what? Bread on trees. Oh, including bread on trees. Yeah, so I got this new background here on the... On, on video, if you're a patron over at patreon.com slash shockmonkey, you'll probably be able to see me upload it later. You got the patreon.com slash shockmonkey radio. Can't see it without, eh, well, you know the name of the show. Anyway, yeah, I'm the madman and on the boards is Hill Hippie. He's juggling over there. He's got a lot of stuff going on over there. <laughs> the camera's not even on you. They can't, that was just for me. God damn it. This thing is not clicking properly. Hmm. You got to click each for each transition or something like that. That's for you, uh, mini cam. <laughs> no, it's wanting to like drag the the scene oh, I away. Got you. I got you. Instead of double clicking the way it's supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> He'll hippies growl. Anyway, hopefully we can get him to cheer up by the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I know I got a couple of choice stories right at the end that'll probably cheer up Hill Hippie. So. Trust me, it's all gonna it's all gonna get come together by seven. So here we are listening live, six p.m. But seven's the worst time. Yeah. Yeah. You know why that is? I do not know why. Because the is. show's over and there's no more shock monkeys till uh, next week. That's okay. It's okay. You can go back and listen to old episodes. You can go to the YouTube channel, search for the Madman Lowercase. You can go and be a patron over at Patreon. Dot com. You find one of my videos or something like that on YouTube and you go and show you forward it to your friend who will get it. Who'll get it. You know, who gets it. That Nazi rant. Yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard this rant before. <laughs> nice dogma quote. <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, I love that movie. The effects weren't great, but, you know, that's a, it's a lot of a lot of money to get Alan Rickman, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's where the effects budget went. Yeah, right Alan to, Rickman. to Alan Rickman, okay? Alanis Morissette probably did it for free. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so uh, we usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend, man? Uh, boring. Yeah? Yeah, uh, it was too hot to do a whole hell of a lot, so I uh, stuck around the house. And uh, Except for Sunday, I went out to the fair for a little bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Fredericksburg Fair down here? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, ran into uh, EK the DJ and uh, uh, lowercase DJ. Lowercase DJ. Lowercase okay. DJ. Okay. Hung out with those guys for a little bit. Won him a big Morty or Rick. Which oh, I one saw of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was That's cool. They were with uh, EK's mom, and she's like, get over there, get on that one of those water gun shooting target things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, you're all right, fine. Right. Dead eye perfection. There should be an age limit for those things, I think. Yeah, you would think so because it was there was no chance. Because <laughs> you they give you so much time beforehand to just line it up. Just okay, all you gotta do is have your trigger squeezed right before they yeah. press that buzzer and Yep, you just get that little extra time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fairs. That's, see, that's something to cheer you up. You went to a fair this weekend. Yeah. I did, and I walked around and I watched all the people, which is fun. What kind of rides they got up there? Shitty ones. Yeah. Yeah, they had the pirate ship, the Ferris wheel, and let's face it, the pirate ship. If you've been on one, you don't need to go on anymore. I disagree. I think I could go on one more. I, I sleep in a hammock. <laughs> 
I understand. You know, I, I served in the Navy. The uh, <laughs> you get it then. And so, uh, I still think it's fun. It's a very basic, very simple drop. You know, makes your guts go all up into each other and it freaks you out. I love it. I do that on scissor lifts quite often. Then they had the Ferris wheel. Let's face it; if you're not there with a date, those things aren't worth a shit. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they had, you know, the the that ripper one that goes up and down and around, and those cars that spin, you know, the same one every fair in every part of the country uh, has. I think they're called like scrambled eggs type rides. Or yeah, something like that. Like that. The scrambler, said, ro- ro- yeah, scrambler. Uh, it was a. Then the centripetal force one that holds you to the wall as it spins you around. That's always fun. Then the chainsaw that puts you in the cage that can spin around and it's yeah. un- elongated and it rotates and yeah, all that shit. Your standard fair rides. Your standard fair. Is that with an E? I think it's with an E. F A R E. Yeah. F A R E. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Eh, what was my weekend? Weekend like I didn't get to go to no fair. I was working in the heat. That's no fair. You didn't go to the fair. It's it's true. That's true. There is it's not fair. But you know it's pretty it's pretty standard fair for me to be working on the weekends. That is true. Mm-hmm. And it's just not fair. I didn't get to go to the fair. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I was basically basically just working. You know, trying to figure out all this uh, computer stuff that we constantly doing here. <laughs> <laughs> FXBG Public Radio, and I'm really starting to regret being a producer i just i want to be a creator <laughs> that's part of creation is the production i know i know i just want to sit around and write you know that's just the kind of guy i am just the kind of guy i am anyway so yeah i didn't really do much uh i do want to give a shout out uh to my very first patron uh my uncle john uh he's supported me in this endeavor what i'm doing right now uh, ever since I was a teenager with a CB radio in my car, in my Oldsmobile. All right. He's always thrown in mo- uh, money and support my way ever since he bad touched me back in 84. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I know Uncle John is laughing right now at that, and I hope it makes him get better soon. Get if he's better listening. Soon. He's listening. Trust me. You don't become a patron if you don't like this show. You, know, you become a patron so you can watch the video later. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. And, I mean, and you know, who, who wouldn't want to look at my precious mug? Precious, precious mug. <laughs> anyway. Um, you are special. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so uh, get well soon, Uncle John. Appreciate all the support. Er? Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's got, yeah, he's older, you know. So? And heart problems and stuff. I mean, is he in the hospital? Hey, he's, I don't know. I'm not sure right now. I haven't checked. I was too busy writing the show today, so I don't want to go. I don't want to give too many details away. So you're wishing him well, and you don't even know if he's ill. I've been busy all day today. <laughs> I'm just throwing a blanket. Get well soon out there, just in case you're sick. I know he was in the hospital. So okay, fair enough. At least you got something to work is. with. Yeah. I don't know if he still is, but I've been busy today. I haven't been checking up on Facebook too much. So uh, yeah, get get well soon. Okay, yeah. That was my week. Uh. Oh, wait, you know, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I keep getting these postcards um, from from this Max fella. Um, and they're addressed from a who? A Max, a guy named Max. Max? Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, and it's all, they're all addressed to this uh, uh, Gabo Fragali. And uh, so I, there's some, like, no Italian people in my neighborhood, so I don't even know who, like, if they got put in the wrong box or something like that. I don't know who it is. So, 
I've just been throwing them in the trash. Gabo Fragali. Yeah. From a Mac or Max or from, Matt. From Max. Matt. Is it Matt or Max? Uncle like, Traveling know. Matt. I thought it was Max. Anyway, <laughs> I ruined my own joke. <laughs> Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I ruined my own jokes. That makes I'm it better. Sure, I'm pretty sure it was Uncle Traveling Max. Uncle Traveling Matt. You're right. Uh, it's easy for me to remember because yeah. my best friend growing up just a couple houses down from me was named Matt. I'm mad. I'm mad that the damn song is still stuck in my head. I still know all the words to it. Doom, Dance your cares doom, away. Doom, 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 stop, stop, stop. Doom, doom. That's catchy as shit. <laughs> Curse upon you, Jim Henson. <laughs> and that's how you clap with out clipping. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, he keeps writing about silly creatures. Uncle yeah. Traveling Matt. And so I assume he's just he lives in Portland, Oregon. So Really? Yeah, there's there's some really silly creatures in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. As I always assumed, the silly creatures he, or at least what I remember, the silly creatures he wrote about most often were people in cars. Yeah. Uh, Portland, I don't think you would have as many cars as you would imagine. Uh, Since it is a large metropolitan area that is uh, covered by extreme leftists. Yeah, yeah. Infested with... You would say. No, well, you would. You I, would say. I would say. I'm not tweeting about it or nothing. I'm just putting it on my podcast. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Man, I can't believe I screwed up my gobo joke. Damn, I'm such an idiot. You Do know, some the, more research. The sad thing is, I can't remember if gobo was the one in the banana shirt or if he was no, the... that was Wembley. Okay, because well, that, I knew he had a, favorite. I knew that guy had a funky name, but I couldn't remember if it was Gobo or. But uh, I was at the same time, I'm like, I, I'm kind of thinking that it's that was the main character, but I couldn't think of the banana shirt guy's name. So I was just, I was like, I think that's the one, maybe. So if that makes you feel any better. Oh well, our memories aren't as good as they used to be, I suppose. Madam Garbage Heap. Yeah. The trash heap is spoken. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I got a bunch of shit in my head. <laughs> bunch of shit in my head. Like, uh... And your eyes can be so cruel Just as I can be so cruel Labyrinth. Yeah. So, we are go- definitely going to talk about how mentally ill Sarah is in that movie Labyrinth. Okay. All right. First of all, she's like 16 or 17 years old in that movie. Right. All right, like a junior or senior in high school. Okay. Now, when you were that age, did you know any girls that would dress up like a princess and practice plays in the park alone? Alone? Yeah. No. Like, with your free time, she's with her free time, she's going to the park to practice a play alone. Uh, again, alone? Alone. No. Well, the dog, I mean. No, I... I... I know girls who would do that, just not alone. Yeah, I, I, I could I could see maybe 12-year-old doing that. No, I, I'm talking like 16, 17. Alone? No, not alone. I said I knew some that did that, just not alone. <laughs> All right. And then she I get, said, did you say alone? No, I said alone. But that's close enough. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, 
and then she goes home and she gets a she argues with uh, her wicked stepmother because she's like her wicked stepmother is like saying to her, "Why aren't you interested in boys? You should have dates at your age." And this is what a uh, uh, a very reasonable question to be asking a girl who's sixteen or seventeen years old. Aren't you interested in boys or anything like that? Unless she truly was a wicked stepmother and wanted her out of the house so she could have access to uh, Sarah's father all to herself. Uh, yeah, that's probably an interesting, interesting uh, point there. Yeah, it's snowing. What did you it, do? It's green snow. I don't know. I must have changed the light or something like that in here. Big fat face. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, she she's like. You know, you should have dates in your age. I mean, Jennifer Connelly has been hot for a long, long time. A long, long time. Yeah. And so, and she doesn't get any dates in that movie as Sarah. She doesn't want any dates. Because she's super fucking weird. <laughs> you know? 16 or 17 year old girls, they're getting into like makeup, I guess. You know, they are interested in boys and what kind of cars they have. I mean, that's what I remember about 16 or 17 year old girls. There are very few of them that would be like, I'm going to go play princess in the park by myself. Yeah. Okay. Are you reverse uh, slut shaming her? Shaming her for not being slutty? No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm shaming her because she's mentally ill, which is a very wrong way to say it. Because let's be honest, she is mentally ill. <laughs> All right. Why? Because she's not fallen into the bullshit of everyone that everyone else is into i'm i understand she was a late bloomer i understand that i really do as a late bloomer myself i understand i really do i was playing with gi joe's until 16 or 17 years old i have no right to throw stones but i've got a pile of stones right here in my pocket yeah leave those in your pocket nope while nope. i'm in the room i'm not even halfway through yet oh god i'm not even halfway through yet all right then she wishes away her brother and doesn't panic at such a bizarre occurrence I really wish the gobbins would take you away. And then, boom, they took him away. And she doesn't just shit her pants and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe this fucking happened. Call the cops. You know, a little bit of reality in Sarah's life would have been good for her, if you know what I mean. And the cops would have done what? Something. Anything with lights. It would make me feel better. <laughs> All right? If I was watching my little brother and then I accidentally wished him away, maybe the police have, oh, we dealt with this before. But yeah. Oh, yeah, kid, teenage kids are wishing away their little brothers all the time. This happens a lot. Yeah, it's that Jareth guy again. <laughs> it's that Jareth guy. And so, uh, yeah, you got little... That's what Jared was doing before he was peddling, uh, uh, peddling Subway. He was stealing kids as the Goblin King. And so, uh, yeah, and then you got little goblins running around your house. You know, guy, a guy that looks like David Bowie comes into your house <laughs> with this junk all on display. And you're just, and she plays along. Like, it's just another Saturday night with mom and dad out of town, out, out, out on the town, inside her head. I mean, an argument can be made that this entire movie happens inside Sarah's head. It very well could be. Okay. But I, I'm, that's, that's an easy cop out, if you ask me. Anyway, so this creeper with tight pants shows up, and she's just playing along. And uh, uh, so, yeah, the boy bulge. Let's talk about the boy bulge and the ballroom scene. That's not. All right, because uh, that ballroom scene is such a kick-ass song. That As the World Falls Down is such yeah. a good song. Yeah, that I that I can get behind and get yeah. with. I really don't want to talk about the Bowie Bulge. Okay, we don't have to talk about it, but I will say that the Bowie Bulge is relevant, just to mention it. We don't have to discuss it in detail. <laughs> I wish the Goblin King would come take me away. <laughs> right now. You have to say right now. Right now. 
feel like he's gone. It's just us now. Anyway, I guess I'm going to finish this bit because I, I got to walk over there and turn things off. And I got to go solve a labyrinth, I guess. Get my friend back. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so the, the boy bulge and the ballroom scene, um, they're pretty much uh, uh, Sarah's juvenile mind trying to deal with her sexual feelings. And that's why it's all this princess ballroom kind of Snow White kind of bullshit. Because that's the only way her childish mind can deal with the hormones coursing through her body. All right, so. I'm back. Oh, my God. I didn't make a wish. It was EK. Did no. Did make a wish? I kicked him in the Bowie bulge. Oh. Why didn't Sarah think to do that? That's a good idea. Shit, I pro- yeah, that probably one of the first things I did. You, you took my brother, whack, right in the balls. Yeah. Where is he? Then you kick him again in the ball. Yeah. That's what I would do. Stealing my brother. Right. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so the boy bulge. Uh, so then she defeats the Goblin King and saves her brother and proves that, and then proves that she has not grown up or learned a damn thing when imagining all her labyrinth friends back in her room. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I play with G.I. Joe's till I was 16 or 17. I'll be honest. Um, don't get me wrong, but I would hang, I would definitely hang with Sir Didymus and Ambrosius. That dude is <laughs> badass. I love I love Sir Didymus. Uh, Ambrosius was better. Eh, eh, he could have used more lines. Yeah. Anyway, so... Sir Didymus was a bit of a pompous ass. I know, I love it. Ludo was the best. He'd be impractical to imagine all the time because he takes up so much space in your imagination, you know. He's not fat, he's fluffy. Yeah, I like Ludo too. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love Ludo? <clears throat> Hoggle's it, the one you wouldn't want to imagine. No, I, no, that guy's horrible. He's like a dirty old man that's also a dwarf. It's horrible. Anyway, so that is a very sick girl with a hospital in her future. Or, or it was all real, and she played with forces that she couldn't reckon with, but because she wasn't all boy crazy, she was the only person capable of handling it, and thus ending the line of the Goblin King because he would do, did not get a new heir in uh, little baby Toby. Right. So um, here's uh, here's the thing. I mean, I don't think it's that hard to reject David Bowie. All right. I can understand. It. She could be like, you know, I don't know what's going on with your eyebrows. Your hair looks like a girl's. You know, what is up with your pants? And I can... It, it seems easy to me to reject David Bowie. I don't know. I've read a lot of articles about a lot of different musicians that were always pissed off at David Bowie because he would come along and steal their girlfriends. I don't get how that happens. It's David Bowie. I don't, yeah, I still don't see it. Uh, here, you want me to explain it to you real quick? Okay. Why you don't understand it? You don't have a vagina. Oh, or into having dick in me. Yeah. Right, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I think that there's a hospital in that girl's future, probably sometime after her first sexual experience. Oh, God. Yeah. We're, we're going on this deep dive with uh, with Labyrinth. Okay. Oh, you're trying to ruin one of my favorite childhood oh, movies. Oh, I'm going to ruin it more. You ready? Uh, unless you want to argue that Sarah was possibly sexually abused at some point when she was a little girl, and that's why her brain is stuck in those prepubescent girl fantasies. I made it even darker. Shivers! But by who? Yeah, that's the question. Her dad was kind of a milk toast kind of guy, wasn't he? 
That's my first suspect. You know, I can't even remember if the, the act uh, if the father's face even showed up. Exactly, he was ex- he was basically scenery. All right. Oh, so the, he he the did. The father show- in that movie is basically scenery. Yeah, fair enough. He practically broke the door down. That's it. That's his big scene. <laughs> Honey, we're going out, about to go out to dinner. Are you okay? Fine, Dad. Enjoy dinner. All right, we're leaving. You really wanted to talk to me, didn't you? That's a little girl. You really wanted to talk to me, didn't you? You might be actually, with that one scene right there. You might actually be onto something. Absolutely. Let's let's be honest. That's a sixteen or seventeen year old girl with a shitload of stuffed animals and princess shit in her room. You know, if you know a sixteen year old girl today, I guess they have posters of Madonna up on their walls. I highly doubt that. Uh, what's that? Uh, Dolly Parton? <clears throat> what do teenage girls have on their walls? I thought I was out of touch. Oh, wait, a- Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Cardi uh, B? You're, you're slowly getting closer. I'm getting to closer? The, yeah, you're still in the 90s. All right, uh, Miley Cyrus. Taylor Swift. I bet Taylor Swift is on... 16-year-old girls' walls these Baby. days. Maybe. That's what I bet. Or the Jonas Brothers or some Oh, uh, right, yeah, bands. the boy band. Yeah. Because it was uh, New Kids on the Block when I was a teenager. That, that was... Teenager? Eh, preteens. Okay. See? But even then, I, I mean, that was like, like 12, 14 years old. Girls at 12, 14 years old started getting into the New Kids on the Block. Mm-hmm. Or Backstreet Boys or whatever's the new thing. Whatever the flavor of the month yeah, is. UB40 or whatever. I don't know what the girls are into now. UB40? Yeah, I, what's hot right now? I, UB40 is back in like the 80s, 90s, and they were like a watered-down reggae. See, I don't know. Or am I thinking? You're thinking boys to men. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, I was thinking boys to men. Or Tony, Tony, Tony. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have, girls have picture, posters of Tony, Tony, Tony anymore? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so that's a very sick girl. And that was my bit called that that's a very sick girl sarah <laughs> you're a very sick girl you now, need a hospital if jennifer conley ever needs somebody to talk to or a shoulder to cry on or somebody to cuddle with she can come find me as i would be happy to do any of those things for her even now especially now she's she hasn't lost it she has not she's gotten better with age she's like a a wine a sauvignon blanc i don't know I was, I was, bottle of red Bottle away. Depends upon your appetite, really. I was always a fan of the spate lace. Spate lace? Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that is. It's a sweet wine. Oh, okay. So I got a little section here for Hill, Hill Hippies Garden. Do you want to talk about wines? No. Okay. Uh, speaking of apparently mental illnesses. Oh, we can talk about me now, aren't we? No. I guess it's not all about me. Continue. So, I had a friend contact me yesterday, and we were talking. You know, we talk on a regular basis, two or three times a week. You know, good friend. I've had them, had them in my life for a while. You know, real special. Somebody is not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we started talking about a couple of things, and this person, I'm not trying to put them out on blast, 
mentions how uh, they'd been wanting to talk to me because they've been seeing a change in my personality. Okay. Yeah. Like like on social media or what? Or just, just in my personality of who I am. Okay. We're stating that she's, uh, they've watched me go from this happy, bubbly, fuck everything. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't matter. It's all good. Nothing bothers me type person to where I'm just apparently very jaded and very dark. Sorry. For what? Uh, well, you know, my, my mind leads to such places, and I tend to talk about those kinds of things. I'm not a bad influence on you, but I doubt that. I doubt it. that. I doubt that too. No, I doubt that too. I think you need a new career, <laughs> a new that's, job. That's part of it. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's just it really started to make me think. You know, because this person actually said to me after the conversation started going how they were afraid to bring it up to me. You know, afraid that it would upset me or didn't they didn't want to come across as uh, dickish or bitchy or prying or anything like that 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 would hurt my feelings the most if you ask me if a friend came to me and said i was afraid to approach this subject because because of whatever and i was like you know that hurts you know you think i can't i'm not man enough to take constructive criticism that i can't you know i'm gonna say get mad and you know say i don't want to be your friend anymore i'm logging on to facebook to unfriend you right now <laughs> you know i mean I would hope that my friends, you know, would have would say would not be afraid to approach any subject with me. Right. Like I'm not mature enough to handle constructive criticism and be willing to examine and perhaps even alter my own behavior. Correct. You know, and uh <clears throat> knowing this particular person the way I do, I don't I know that that particular feeling it wasn't one that she didn't think that I wouldn't be man enough to handle it. She just second guesses everything, especially some uh, her own decisions. Oh. Oh. I see. Yeah. Consider the source. I get it. I get it. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of the uh, topic I wanted to approach on. You know, if you've got somebody in your life that you're concerned about, or you're seeing changes in their personalities, especially if they're becoming more jaded more recluse, you know, just not the type of person they are, you know, check in on them. Yeah. Because maybe they're going through something that you don't know about, or maybe even they themselves haven't figured out what's going on. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, just letting them know that you're there might be the one catalyst that could absolutely save a life. Save a life. Brighten well, somebody's day, put a smile on a face. Absolutely. You know, uh, absolutely. There's a line from my, an obscure band that not everyone's heard of called Dream Theater. I love the band to death. One of their most obscure songs out there is called uh, Don't Look Past Me. Yeah. And yeah. there's a line in it that says, when someone says my heart needs lifting, don't ask how come, ask how high. Yeah. And I think that's something we all need to do in our lives because we're, let's face it, I'm guilty of this. Madman's probably guilty of this. I can't speak for him. But I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, Madman's guilty of it, because I'm going to also say that you, dear listeners, are also guilty of it for us all being consumed by everything that's going on in our own individual lives sometimes, because this is the uh, nature of the rigmarole that is the rat race that is uh, the United States society, that we sometimes forget to pay attention to what's going on to those around us and take that little bit of moment in time to you know, just be a human being and care. 
So that's what I wanted to part, uh, plant in your uh, brains this week. Oh, I wasn't listening. What? I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Messing with you, man. I know. Just, uh, you know, be good to each other. Take care of each other. Yeah. We're all we have. Absolutely. Your friends and your family are your well, your I mean, tribe. The the entire success of FXBG Public Radio has to do with the family of FXBG Public Radio. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's just how we roll. You know, I mean, we've had... Uh, I don't know, like uh, altercations with other creators and stuff like that. Didn't go well. You know, some things didn't go well. Um, but you know what? We're always still friends. We're always still a family. And that's just how we roll. So, um, and that's how we all should roll, I think. And that would make the world a much better place. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm down with that. You know, that's, that story, it reminds me of, um, of something. You know, an ex-girlfriend called me up. She was alone and desperate on a prison phone. Mm -hmm. And they said they want to give her seven years for being sad. So I love all of you hurt by the cold. It's so hard and lonely, too. Yes, it is. When you don't know yourself. Well played, sir. Well played. (laughs) Uh, You have that card over there for the... uh, I keep forgetting to grab that. I do. Uh, you want to like pay the bills real quick? All right, paying bills. Let me guess. You need your alone time. Oh, okay. Shock Monkey Radio is brought to you by Flashback Comics, located in Woodbridge, Virginia. They have new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys, and statues. They are located at thirty-one twelve. P.S. Business Drive, just off Smoketown Road. Their operas of, uh, hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. When you go in there, tell Troy that FXBG Public Radio sent you. Oh, Flashback Comics, they got tons of comics and toys. They got toys and back issues, and you know you love to collect them. If you need new bags and boards, you can get them at Flashback Comics. This is my ukulele, and I barely know how to play it. Flashback Comics. Thanks for sponsoring us. (laughs) Alone time. Alone time. Alone time. Yeah, you you chose your uh, alone time to strum your ukulele. And that's not a euphemism. Sometimes it's good to stroke your ukulele better than other other things you can stroke. <sighs> like pool cues. Mm. So, you ready to get into the news worth knowing? Uh, Absolutely. Take, take that as a yes. <laughs> All right. Ah, look at that. It worked. It, it did work. Nice. We're, we're trying out new video stuff, so become a patron over at patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. And, uh, yeah, and then you can see all the new new tech newfangled technology we're using to make, you know, better quality stuff for you. So we're getting into the news worth knowing. So uh remember um like people licking ice cream and stuff like that? I think we mentioned it before. People licking ice cream? Yeah, they go to the store and lick an ice cream thing and cover it back up and put it back in there. Uh not off the top of my head. Okay. 
Well, uh, yeah, there, there are people who have been doing that. Anyway, so here's a completely different thing. Now for something completely different. Woman accused of urinating on potatoes at Walmart. Turns herself in. <laughs> yeah, this happened at a Pennsylvania Walmart, and she uh, reportedly turned herself in. <sighs> yeah. Identified as Gracie Brown, she turned herself into authorities Tuesday afternoon, according to WTAE-TV uh, reporter Marcy Cipriani. Uh, Fox News has contacted West Mifflin Police Department for a comment. Spitting on my laptop. Uh, police were searching for the woman. This is Walmart. You know they got a bunch of footage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they were, they were searching for the woman after she was accused of urinating on potatoes at a Walmart store in West Mifflin. Yeah, uh, this took place on July 24th and into early Ju- July 25th. So it was like midnight. Right. Midnight on the 24th. Uh, they, they released photos of the woman, not all of them, <laughs> I'm sure not all of them. I would hope not. This is what her piss looks like. It's so, uh, yeah. A store employee claimed to have seen the woman committing the act. It is not shared whether or not the employee attempted to intervene. Now, would you, if what are you going to st- do? If, yeah. If somebody starts pissing on potatoes, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do to stop it. Other than tell somebody. That's not even going to stop it. All you can do is, you know, call the authorities. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, the only thing you could do to stop it is try to plug the hole, and that ain't going to work. Yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah. Um. So, in a statement, spokesperson for Walmart said the store immediately handled the situation. Quote: "The safety of our customers is top priority for us. This type of obscene conduct is outrageous." They handled it, meaning their employees had to handle the pissy potatoes. Mm They, we immediately disposed of the affected products and sanitized the area to ensure its cleanliness for the safety of our customers. We are working with the police department, West Mifflin, the police department, to find the responsible party and have them prosecuted. I should hope so. So I guess people are, like, really bored these days. You know, stapling bread to trees and so forth. Right. <clears throat> pissing on potatoes, licking an ice cream and putting it back. I mean, you, you know, are you that bored? I was going to say, you know, maybe they had some sort of uh, urinary tract problem and they couldn't hold it. And they were trying to get from the back of the store to the front of the store because, you know, there's always the two sets of bathrooms and mm. just couldn't make it. So they just yeah. plopped down on some potatoes. But at midnight, yeah, probably not that busy. Probably a little bit of drunk. Probably a lot of drunk. Yeah. If you're ever bored, you know, just go to go to Walmart those hours it's entertaining <laughs> it really is i mean i, I used to, i used to do this thing is like like fun things to do for under 10 bucks and it was stupid stuff like you know just just buy buy um a package of chalk you know like sidewalk chalk mm-hmm. and go to the mall parking lot and just write comments on people's vehicles you know nice vanity plate jackass <laughs> oh you can't park right fuck you too pal like, vandalism it, it, yeah well, it's not vandalism, is it? It is. Is it? Tagging, graffiti. Tra- chalk on pavement? I don't think so. Chalk on walls? Pavement. You know, still, you know, if you tag a wall with chalk that they don't want you to do it, it you can still get charged. Still. It's a fun way. To, it's <laughs> a lot of fun for under 10 bucks, no matter, no matter what the outcome, I, I think. Charges may or may not be included. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. It's up to you how much fun you want to have. 
I don't think the charges are up to you. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, let's go into this next story. Um, have you seen this Disneyland brawl? You are not just going to glaze over the fact that this woman decided to turn herself in. Why? What made her decide to piss in the potatoes and then run off and then turn around like a day or two later and then turn herself in? Yeah, I, I pissed on the potatoes. Uh, people have guilty consciences. So the story doesn't say? It doesn't say. Bad reporting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this was recent. When I first did, uh, picked out the story, it said they hadn't found out who it was. Uh, now that we did, and this was at noon, you know, I, did, I wrote up these stories. And so, uh, yeah, I, the article changed since then. So uh, I guess this just happened recently. So it, it, if hours. you're interested in uh, the perpetrator of the pissy potatoes, uh, keep on the internet and find out the answer. I know I won't. Yeah, I won't either. Have you seen this Disneyland brawl? Nope. Wow. Yeah, these people at Disneyland, they started, like, wailing on each other. This family, I guess. I guess it's family. Like, guys hitting women. Kids walking around as during during the scrum. The melee. Oh, wow. The fracas. I love words like that. <laughs> There's such great words for a melee. You know? Fracas. Mm-hmm. The scrum. For some reason, it's like we saved all the best words for fighting. (laughs) Pugilism. So so exciting. Yeah, it's so exciting. We need the best words for it. Yeah, I mean, these uh, people are like like dudes punching women in the face, dudes fighting each other. People just gathering around with their phones out. Very few people trying to break it up. And uh, when I first saw that photo, I mean, this I guess this yeah, when this happened on the 5th of July. This was like right after Independence Day. And I remember hmm. feeling like after I seen that that footage, I was like, oh, my God, this is America. No, no, this is not America. This is a few idiots. All right. And so here's the news story. Disneyland guests involved in violent viral brawl uh, face multiple charges. Yeah. Yeah. This happened at Disneyland's Toontown on July 5th. Uh, where? Yeah. Disneyland's Toontown. Toontown. Yeah. I was hoping it was the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. That had made it funnier. And so the uh, the video of the fight of the theme park quick, quickly went viral, showing the family feuding, uh, feuding family, excuse me, yelling and punching each other. The main aggressor, identified as Avery Desmond Edwin Robinson, is seen punching a woman identified as a sister, 40-year-old Andrea Nicole Robinson, and her husband, 44-year-old D- uh, Damon Petrie. Avery is also seen knocking his girlfriend to the ground, then repeatedly punching her and dragging her by the hair. Jesus. It's horrible. Uh, he has been charged with five felonies and nine, nine misdemeanors. He's 35 years old uh, for attacking his sister, brother-in-law, and girlfriend, endangering his child and three other children who were at Disneyland with the family and threatening to kill members of his family as he drove out of Disneyland's parking structure. This is according to the press release from the district attorney's office. Yeah, he has also been accused of attacking, uh, assaulting a Disneyland employee with his car while trying to leave the park. So there's somebody out there trying to, you need to stay around. Right. And he, like, ran him over or something, basically. Uh, he has been charged with uh, felony felony domestic battery uh, with corporal injury and one felony count of assault with force likely to produce great bodily harm, bodily, bodily injury. Ooh. Yeah, assault with a deadly weapon. Oh. Uh. And that's the car, I imagine. Yeah. In two felony counts of criminal threats. He also faces misdemeanor battery and child abuse. 
and endangerment charges. Maximum of seven years he can expect, and four months if state prison is convicted on all charges. With that much video. Yeah, he's getting convicted. Yeah. His sister is facing five misdemeanor charges, including battery for attacking your brother. She spit at him, and I think that's what started at him. Yeah, that's a, uh, that is an assault. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, attacking her brother, his girlfriend, and a Disneyland employee, and one assault charge. She faces two years, six months in jail. Her husband faces up to six months in jail if convicted on one misdemeanor battery charge. Before the video went viral, the family initially denied that the fight had taken place. <laughs> families, no, right? No, we didn't do that. Yeah, families, right? <laughs> they got <laughs> the family. They'll beat the shit out of you, but yeah. they got your back and when the cops for- are called. They'll forget it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Police say, uh, claim the group was uncooperative and did not and did not pursue felony charges until after the video was shared on YouTube. And I think that that's what's interesting about this. It's like I can't believe. I mean, because it went viral. Is why charges were right uh, were filed, and I think I don't know if that's the importance of recording these things, or if it's a symptom of something going wrong with our society, where we'd rather record something than get involved. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. These are tough questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's, your friend's getting eaten by a bear because he was dumbass went and took a selfie with it. You don't help your friend. You just take the video. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, see that that I really can't excuse. You know, not getting involved in somebody's business. You know, I can kind of get until when it comes you know to violence. The yeah, violence you need to stop, regardless. Yeah, especially with men men hitting women. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but that puts the hair up on my the back of my neck that makes me bristle mm-hmm. all right and so um i don't know even if i was getting great footage and i know my youtube channel is going to explode <laughs> because i'm going to get this viral video out of disneyland of these people fighting like fools and uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start making money on youtube no you're not no you're not if you pay attention any attention about what's going on on youtube there's nobody's gonna be making any money on youtube other than big corporations now. Mm-hmm. So put your phones down. Get involved in life. Quit being an NPC. That Dig means, it. That means non-playable character. And that's what you're doing. If you just put up your phone and watch things play out, you're you're a pass, passive. You're, you're a backdrop. Yeah. You're scenery. You're like the dad in Labyrinth. Yes. <laughs> you really wanted to help me, didn't you? Yeah. Practically tore him off of me. Practically broke down the door. Anyway, so here's a really weird article about, well, it's a, it's a pretty normal article, I should say, about a really weird article. Uh, Hollywood Reporter Review of Dora in the Lost City of Gold complains about kids' film, Lack of Sexuality. What? Yeah. Anyway, a review for uh, Dora in the Lost City of Gold went viral this week for all the wrong reasons. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter's review of the film, based on the Nick Jr. series, Dora the Explorer, uses language that may give read- many re- readers pause. Reviewer Todd McCarthy called the PG-rated children's film a story about hormonal teens aimed at little kids. He expounds that the film's star, uh, Isabella Monaire, forgive me if I got that wrong, 
is actually is quote actually 18 and looks at despite despite preventative measures. Uh, adding that the same issue applies to 19 year old Jeff Wahlberg, who stars as Dora's cousin Diego. All right, here's another quote. This this is from this McCarthy weirdo. Uh, quote: There is there's a palpable gap you can't help but notice between the essentially innocent borderline pubescent nature of the of the leading characters uh, and the film itself and the more confident and mature vibes emanating from the leading actors okay the director seems to be trying to keep the hormones at bay but there are some things you can't just can't disguise perhaps human nature first and foremost dora seems committed to projecting pre a pre-sexualized version of youth while throbbing Unacknowledged beneath the surface is something a bit more real. Its presence rigorously ignored. Dude, you need laid. That dude got excited watching yeah. that movie. Uh-huh. And he needs to really fix his head. He needs to go to the same hospital that Sarah from Labyrinth is in. <clears throat> All right. So the review wasn't well received. I bet not. Huh, that's odd. I couldn't see that coming. With social media slamming its tone deafness and alleged implied perversion. <laughs> that's a th- series of three words without saying anything. Yeah. It's creepy. <laughs> you can sum it up. Alleged implied perversion. No, that's pretty pretty uh, explicit perversion. Yeah. When you use those words, this that last sentence, while throbbing unacknowledged beneath the surface is something a little more real its presence rigorously ignored you know what that is that's a dude talking about his dick <laughs> you know yeah, he was attracted to the uh yeah to, to dora yep. he, to dora the explorer or well let's not assume his sexuality he, maybe it, diego maybe diego and he's like he had i held all these kids am i in the wrong here <laughs> you know nope, seriously say- seriously this is what this is about. This dude got hard on or something like that. So he couldn't help but write about it. Yeah, because let's face it, you know, especially the comment about uh, how confident the characters were. Well, they're confident in the God blessed uh, cartoon show. They had to be to be running around the world, finding stuff and going on adventures and saving the day. Yeah. So um, these are the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's super weird. Um, so, you know how news is, is like they cover twitter and so they got like a you know people like making comments about this article saying uh there's here's one one person said i know we joke like haha all guys do is think think about it as their dicks but then the hollywood (laughs) reporter publishes a review of door the explorer movie that laments its pre-sexualized version of youth and you realize that yup that dude assumed dora was about his dick (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Another tweeted a screen sh- a screenshot of the review co- uh, with the comment, "Why aren't the characters in the door of the explorer fucking?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can always trust the you know, the honesty of the peanut gallery. You, yeah. You know, it's in some respects. In some respects. But then, in that case, shouldn't it be called exploring the door? <sighs> uh, you know, there's going to be some probably B porno movie. Oh. Nothing is sacred. No. Anyway. Nothing is safe. Holy cow. Killing time, but that was a weird story we had to talk about. 
That's creepy as fuck, right? No, that's that's doubt. that's Joe Biden creepy. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so uh, yeah, uh, I'm not going to read the headline to this. I'm just want to read the story, so you can get it in context. Okay. All right. A Sunshine Coast Australia gym has been forced to apologize after hundreds of people shared their disgust over a public message board shared by the staff on the side of the street, which allegedly fat shames people into joining up. Anytime fitness Kiwana is uh, copying, really uses that word, and copying a lot of heat over a humorous sign staff placed outside that said, you ready? Are you fat and ugly? Just be ugly. (laughs) What a bunch of douchebags. Pretty funny, though. Pretty funny. If if a sign like that makes me laugh, I can can kind of ignore. It's like, okay, I see what you're doing. But you know that that is why people don't go to gyms. You know that, right? I think that, you know, whoever's in your marketing department needs to take that into consideration. Yeah. Just a little bit. A little bit. The whole fat shaming thing. Yeah. People people see all the people that are hanging out in the gyms. They all look like Joe Rogan and shit. And they're like, mm, I don't want to go there because I don't look like Joe Rogan and shit. I know they're calling me tubby as I'm not picking up as much weight as they do. And they're well, shit, like they're- I said, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, cops aren't good at humor. And let me tell you something who, you know, who aren't really good at humor? Meatheads who hang out at gyms or work for gyms. That's funny, right? Because, you know, they're fat. And ugly. <laughs> Are you fat and ugly? Well, we can fix the fat part. Yeah. Anyway. Why not just be ugly? Yeah, because that is going to make him so much better. Yeah. A spokesman for Anytime Fitness told uh, news.com.au uh, the company understood the offense their sign may have caused the members of the community. Yeah, they had to bring corporate in and shit. I bet. Yeah, we understand and sincerely apologize for any offense taken from the sign posted outside of one of our clubs, they said. Um, the value of being inclusive, accepting gym where all members feel comfortable and confident when they walk through the door. Okay. It's the heart of our business model. Okay. Yeah, sure it is. But you know what? Yeah. You got a bunch of meatheads at work there. Don't you? Don't you? Be careful who you hire for which roles. Yeah. <clears throat> and personal so, trainers should not handle the Facebook page. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it comes after Debbie Pute told the Sunshine Coast Daily that she was horrified beyond explanation when she saw the sign. Beyond right. explanation. The uh, explanation's right there. Yeah, you, you did it. So, um, you, way to go. You managed. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, so um, this is another comment. So, we're talking about the people who are, like, offended here. And this is um, what they commented on. This is uh, another thing she said. How sad um, that the word fat continues to be used as an insult in a way to define people. Well, you know, you want to kill yourself. That's your business. Um, <laughs> many people agreed with her, saying that the sign was savage and horrible. And another woman disagreed with the sign's warning, saying, no, I'm fat, I'm fat and gorgeous, and I'll stay both, thanks. <laughs> and so um, there's one comment here that I think I need to be honest about, and I need to answer it. It's a question, really. Somebody commented on the sign and said, why is humiliating people funny? And the only thing I can say to that is, um, are you fucking serious? It's hilarious. But you know what? You don't do it to their faces. Okay? And this is just something. This is how I deal with all my, all these horrible, horrible people I work with here at FXBG Public Radio. Is, 
I'm kidding. You got to live and work in our society. <coughs> and there's tons of people you're not going to like in our society. You know? And unfortunately, you can't make fun of all of them to their face. What you can do is you can go to your friends who have no idea about that asshole at work that pisses you off. And you could tell them everything about that asshole at work that pisses you off and make fun of him and humiliate him. And he's just a fat, bald fuck. And he doesn't know shit. He's the, well, like the dumbest human being I've ever seen in my entire life. That's humiliating a person. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel better. Does them no harm. And if you have a modicum of a sense of humor, you can make it funny. All right? Fair enough. You know, he looks like a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I mean, it's simple shit like that. And you know what? Two, two people need a steam valve. People need to blow off steam. I, I know. I know. If you don't do that, it can really fuck up your head. It can make you a madman. Lowercase. Not even uppercase. But lowercase madman. Anyway, I want to get to these two happy stories because we only got like six minutes left. Uh-oh. Yeah. Sometimes I get caught up in the rant like a <laughs> madman. Buy my book, Rant, Ravings of a Madman. Search for Scott L. Robbins, two T's and two B's on Amazon.com. It's available for digital download. So, make sure my volume's down. Okay. Uh, a nurse in Florida has been off, was off the clock, but she still rushed into duty last week, and a man crashed a vehicle into her home. Uh, this happened Thursday in Kissimmee. You know where that is, right? Florida? No. Kissimmee, Florida? Doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, this is Carmen Roman is her name. Uh, she said a minivan careened off the road and struck her home. Uh, she initially thought that someone was parking near her house. Because <laughs> that's like a car's getting close. That's all you hear. And then, quam! That's what, that's what happened. And all of a sudden, he just, boom, hit my house, she told Fox 35. Uh, when Roman stepped out of her home to check on the driver, she said the man was unresponsive behind the wheel with no pulse and no heartbeat. Ooh. Yeah. And surveillance footage from her home shows her beginning to give the man chest compressions. I gave him 30 compressions, she told Fox, uh, 35. A couple of seconds after I started, he came back alive. Yeah. Good on you, ma'am. Yeah. Later in the surveillance video, the man could be, well, you can't, you can't sue a dead man. Uh, The (laughs) the man could be seen walking after, I'm sorry. sorry. That's that bright, shining society (laughs) I was talking about earlier. Uh, after the surveillance video, the man could be seen walking after getting out of the wreck. The incident is under uh, investigation by police. He was probably driving and had a heart attack, and that happens. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This is what she was quoted as saying. It feels awesome. My kids are so proud. They're they're like, Mom is a hero. Uh, if I'm in the moment and I know I can do something, I will react. That's what they teach you in nurse school, I hope. Yeah. Okay. So I think yeah. that's like the page law, yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> At least. At least chapter two. Uh, page two a page two oh okay yeah yeah i guess so anyway and she said i like i I just love to help people that's what she said good for her oh well we'll fix my house later (laughs) (laughs) anybody got some tarps yeah right Uh, hey that's what it's like doing the right thing you gotta you gotta ignore the other bullshit if you come out there with a video camera oh oh damn someone Someone ran into my house. You do landscape assholes. Right. Jeez Louise. I am so sick of seeing videos shot like this on the internet. What's wrong with you people? They're idiots. Yeah, they are idiots. Anyway, um, this is our final story. And I just want to tell you that this is the America we really live in. 
if you're out there and you look at listen to social media, you're on Twitter or whatever like that. If you listen to the news, you'd think we're a divided country that we're about to go to civil war. And if the left went to war against the right, you guys are so dead. I'm talking to the liberals there, you guys are so dead. The and right it, has all the guns. They have all the guns. Anyway, so <laughs> don't do that. Don't go to war. But I want to tell you that the real America we live in are people like this. Weezer fan in wheelchair is held up by concert goers in North North Dakota. At a concert for the rock band Weezer. Nice. Weezer goes to North Dakota. Uh, this <laughs> is yeah, this is the North Dakota State Fair last Saturday in Minot or Minot. <laughs> You're asking the wrong motherfucker. Yeah. Sorry. Never been there. Never been to the Dakotas. I hear they're flat and cold. Yeah. A woman using a wheelchair uh, got a great group when a group of good great view excuse me what a group of good samaritan <laughs> yeah, gang banged at the weezer concert i'm kidding anyway, she got a great view she wouldn't even have known <laughs> she got a great view when a group of good samaritans hoisted her up on their shoulders so she could see the stage and they got a picture here there's like uh six guys you know one of them has a mohawk and i'm just like wow people still do mohawks that's great <laughs> and so uh yeah what's really surprising is that somebody wore a mohawk to a weezer concert I don't know. Yeah, listen to Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, they did this so she'd get a better view of the stage. Uh, Kate Mart, Mart Holler shared the photo on Facebook and has since gone, gone viral, West Dakota Fox noted. She wrote, this right here is what I'm living to be a part of. This right here is the example I'm trying to show my kids. This right here is what I'm working to surround myself with every day. People who want to hold up others when they need it so we can all keep living our best lives together. This is awesome. This is how it should be. Yes. That's the end of the quote. And I'm saying, yes, God bless America. This is what we are. Absolutely. And like I said before, FXPG Public Radio would not work if we weren't all getting each other's backs and working as a team, moving towards our goals. Thank you for all the new subscribers. I know we have the new numbers going to be coming out very, very soon. And so uh, I know we've been growing. Thank you so much. Tell your friends. Please become a patron over at patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Check me out on YouTube. Share it with your friends if they get it, you know, if they get it. And, um, yeah, share my videos. And the more you watch the videos, the more – I don't know if you know how YouTube works, but the more you watch my videos, the more people that you know in your social media are going to see those videos in their recommended as far as I understand. I don't, I, I lost a lot of information about computers <laughs> over the years. So that from what I could tell is like, the more you watch them and the more you share them, the, the better it is for us. But I mean, I'm not trying to make money on YouTube. I'm just trying to get, use it as a promotion for our show. So get more people subscribing to the podcast, listen to the podcast. And so this has been shock monkey radio, the name of the podcast. And I'm, I'm the madman. And I just want to let you know that I love you. And if you, uh, you have a problem, just call me Blondie style. Who are you? I'm the Hill Hippie, wishing you all peace and love. Later. <laughs>